and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week, we're talking about one of my favorite discoveries from South by Southwest this year, Scottish singer-songwriter Hamish Hawk and what is technically his fourth full-length album, Angel Numbers. It starts with a song called Once Upon an Acid Glance. Haven't the foggiest Faintest idea Half of the stillness Of a soap opera actor I just sort of wish so that you wished you were here That's not how it appears I've never featured in your scenes Never will I said your name in a prayer A prayer I said to the air last year How I would live as a prisoner it's all total bullshit Tiffany interiors Rouge red velvet Security cameras It's the quiet times that really I mentioned that he was one of my favorite discoveries from South by Southwest and partly that's because, you know, we go there and see something like between 70 and 90 artists over the course of six days and they're all up and coming artists who are kind of there to get a wider audience. And some of them, you know, don't seem that invested in their music. And Hamish Hawk was one who was just very invested. Like he came with his full band. I think he was wearing a suit. He was so animated and so like earnest and like got the crowd like so, um, you know, just he, he really brought out an emotion from everyone in the audience and you really felt him connecting with everyone and he just had a real amazing stage presence and so I was excited to hear this record and it's it's fabulous yeah it's a testament to how strong the festival was that he didn't even make our best of uh, episode but I'm glad we get to talk about this full album now which came out I guess just a little before South by Southwest and so we was great we got to hear a bunch of these songs live and really this first song he lays it all out and really you get all of the great elements that I think make this album worth listening to. He has a got that amazing voice B full instrumentation where he has a a string quartet and a horn section, uh, all sorts of cool keyboards. Like we hear that kind of very freaky atmospheric, very synthetic sounding keyboard uh, after what sounds like a post chorus. And I'll talk about that in a second because and also the percussion, yeah. like the hand claps that kind of go from one, if you have headphones on one ear to the other. Yeah, there's lots of little touches. And then some less subtle touches, like later in the song, they bring in some vibra slap, which is super say. fun. So that there's this sort of very kind of earnest chamber pop sound to start. And then that intrinsically kind of silly and fun instrument later in the song, that there is this sense of earnestness, but also a little bit of self-deprecation mm-hmm. both in the music and in the lyrics. And that's the final point is that he's so wordy. Like it's a ton of words very fast, but it goes down so smooth. And then this is a verse 
chorus, post-chorus, but then nothing repeats the second time through. Totally different lyrics for all those parts. And then a third time through. And you don't even hear the name of the song until the very end of it. And yet it's so, you know, smoothly instrumented and really just cleanly produced that, you know, you don't even notice how many words you're shoving down your throat. Yeah, the lyrics are very poetic and kind of evocative without really nailing down any. It's sometimes it's tough to figure out what the song is about, but then it's got, you know, he's got these beautiful little phrases that stick in your mind. Yeah, you get just these kind of little impressions, but then you you can kind of duck in and little bits of it maybe stick out and it's very kind of impressionistic, but yeah, you just get these sense of kind of longing and here there's this sort of like, you know, okay, it's an unrequited love song, but with so many little touches that each time I listen, I hear different parts of it. It's really delightful. So we'll play the next song, which is called Think of Us Kissing. Not my scene, where's my limelight? If I'm to nurse the fever I carry inside I'll starve, I will not stifle my appetite It's nigh on high time I can barely make out the mountain No one taught me to climb And frightened allies take swipes at my sides Now everyone's weighing in on the lady in waiting how long it's all taking as she sits for the painting As soon as it dries it starts depreciating More useful derision from the youth politicians The future is a factory And I foresee it hating me The brutalist is such a great take on the energetic anthemic soaring chorus with the most kind of cynical and really pessimistic lyrics combination and it totally works in the context of a song about persevering in the face of adversity that's like yeah i i have to be a musician he sings like i i I can't not do this so as much as the music industry kind of sucks I'm doing it like I have to do it. And it's uh, I think in in a time when a lot of people and I think like I think it's a universal message like, yeah, the economy is crazy. We're all being told like, Mm -hmm. oh, you've got to build your personal brand and be totally nimble and everything is just precarious and. And so I, th- I think it, I felt I found it more universal maybe than than just a music music a musician music industry thing. Yeah, I, I, this has also some of my favorite lyrics on the whole record, including the phrase "I can barely make out the mountain. No one taught me to climb," which is so great. You know, it's this. You know, it's again. How is this a pop song? And again, it's very. It's at least the the choruses repeat, and it's a fantastic, fantastic chorus. But still, a ton of lyrics leading up to that and his ability to deliver them so easily 
he's continues got, to impress. Yeah, he's got such a versatile voice, and sometimes it's crooning, and sometimes it's a little like more, like you said, more anthemic. He's really he he has such a distinctive character to his vocals. Yeah, he does. Um, some of the stuff is yeah, it's almost talk singing, but he's able to make even that very musical, and so it is very pleasant. And the imagery just continues to bring you along. And the there's the tiniest hint of a bridge here, but it's like he's able to earn. Like I'm going to give you just kind of like, stretch out the end of that second chorus, which we hear. And then he's like, okay, get it, give me this chorus again because he, he knows how to please the crowd. Yeah, and all of the instruments, all of the instrumental talents on this record are great and it's very cleanly produced. It feels very polished. Um, I think all singer-songwriters kind of, you know, they're, they're the name behind the artist, but they often collaborate with a great group of musicians and on the, who's credited on this record are Andrew Pearson on guitar, Stefan Maurice on keyboard and drums, and Alex Duthie, Duthie, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, on bass, and then some other folks like John Cashman on key, keyboards, and then we have a, couple, a few different female vocalists, including Anna B. Savage, on the next song that we'll play called Frontman. I walked down empty ways forward and down I touched the chaos and went back to bed What the hell else will you try to upend? Barely made a dent in Borman's lament And yet what looks like blood's on my hands Last I checked I was face down in the sand Don't you go all front man on me Soft rain falls Soft rain falls I felt like we had to talk about this one because this is one of a couple of credited backup uh, or calling her backup singers uh, strong statement given that she takes <laughs> she basically shares the verses and then has that sort of ethereal voice in the bridge her name is Anna B. Savage an up and coming singer I think her first album came out in 2021 and she brings such a different energy to this and in all honesty this isn't necessarily one of my favorite tracks on the record but I love how it shows the the range of mm -hmm. the songwriting and the instrumentation that after I think this, the album starts with three real gangbusters energetic songs then is able to pivot into a much more contemplative mood here much more stripped down instrumentation of I think a harmonium mm -hmm. uh, for the verses and then that string quartet comes back for this very uh, magical if maybe a tiny bit cheesy but really beautiful uh, bridge that we hear there. Yeah, I read in an interview that this was a harmonium or maybe a review and I had to look up what it is. It's a hand, either hand pumped or foot pumped organ. So it's got some of the breathiness of 
like a an accordion. Yeah, it's a really great sound. And if the entire album sounded like this, uh, be a bit much. But yeah. for one track to just kind of pull things back and give it this much more kind of retro sound is great. And uh, I, I I like talking about the songs even again. I think it's it's not one of the real standouts, but it shows the range of the songwriting and the performance. Yeah, some of these songs have such great sing-along choruses that are so rousing, and so the fact that he's able to dial it down. And there's a song before this that we didn't play called Bridget St. John, and also just kind of a very mellow, quiet song. And so, as you said, it's great to see his range. But we'll go back into another big sing-along chorus song called Desperately, which we'll play next. Called you from the queue Twelfth in line at the bloody Pompadour Johnny Rowe's exquisite use of blue The gospel according to Could only be How should I know what chord I struck? But it rang out like dumb luck Bouncing off the inside walls of This awfully costly gift job Angel What do you want me to do? Surprise you, I've looked so very deep inside you. I still haven't found an exceptional quality. Show it to me, just show it to me. I want to see it so desperately, desperately, desperately. I still haven't seen it But I'm desperate to see it Oh yeah This is probably the fastest paced, most energetic song on the record and also most guitar forward. We faded out just before a very interesting guitar solo and it's it's just it feels like such a rock song yeah it's got a very kind of retro 80s sound to that guitar that's really enjoyable and the percussion and yeah it's yeah it got that kind of starts with this very drum machine although then it becomes a little Mm -hmm. more organic as the song goes on uh and yeah it's super energetic and i just such a jumble of different ideas and a lot of just art references and very much this sense of someone who is like balancing out the like, oh, I'm going to look at the art and how inspired I am, but also I have to wait in line and also the gift shop's really expensive, but I got you something there. It's just a really fun song and has a lot of, you know, these different little tweaks to it. And yet the meaning could go in a lot of different directions because it's like on one level, it's like, is he, is this to a specific person? Does he really love the person or is there some more, uh, hesitance and ambivalence about it and I'm not sure there's great self-deprecation he kind of threatens to shave off his weird mustache and <laughs> it's pretty weird uh, it works on him but it is weird uh, and so yeah it's a it's a fun song yeah and I think it really 
in a nutshell conveys what I took away from seeing him and like listening to this record, which is a person who's smart and self-deprecating, but not cynical, like very earnest. Like he's he sees the world for what it is, but also is really desperately wants to be positive and is invested in the future. Yeah, it's this, you know, this song is... I think one of the songs, like a number of them, he does just drop the word angel, which appears in the, you know, it's Angel Numbers is the title of the record. And he just kind of casually just says angel. And I think this is not the first song, but it's the first one like I'm calling out. And of course, there is a title track as well. And that can have so many different meanings. And I love that ambiguity because it can be sort of a true inspiring thing. And I think that's his it, when you read interviews with him i think he's very sincere about like oh angels are important like the people who really the people or the ideas of people or dead people who have an influence on you and inspire you to be better and yet it can also be here he's like an angel where he's like imagining some ideal and then he's like oh i'm looking for some exceptional quality and i'm not finding it so mm-hmm. maybe it's a little that more cynical take that I, I can bring out of it, even if that's not what he's intending. And that's a good segue into the next song we'll play, which is not about an angel, but about someone in a dream who speaks to him, and it's called Bill. When I met Bill in a tower of sand, he laid a hand on my guitar. The many singer-songwriters that Hamish Hawk has been compared to, one of them is Bill Callahan, who also has a very smooth, beautiful, warm voice. And this song, Hawk has said in interviews, is about Bill Callahan uh, visiting him in a dream. And he says, um, I was in a room in a paper house a few floors up, and it was full of undulating sand. I was in the middle of the room sitting in front of the board game Go!, Bill Callahan was standing in the corner on raised sand with a big stick, and he said, when you hate the song, come and find me, when you've spent too long staring at money. And that refers to staring at the lyrics to my song, Money. It ended up being this sort of mantra where I would look back in this on this dream where I met Bill Callahan, where he said, don't keep staring at money. In other words, don't fixate on things you've done that you think are good. Just keep going. Yeah, it's a f- phenomenal use of, again, I keep calling out these like different interpretations, and double meanings. If you're listening to this album in the order that it's presented, which is, I feel like, how you should experience an album, <laughs> then you don't even know that there's a song called Money. And so I heard this and I thought, oh, a critique of capitalism. <laughs> and okay, maybe it's not that, but maybe it could also be that. And I, I love that. And combined with, these new instrumental elements that we haven't really heard particularly on the rest of the record that there's this um, pedal steel guitar, which gives it this real twangy different kind of energy. Mm -hmm. And then I love in the 
in the outro, which we didn't play, but that there's almost this like flute sound that the pedal steel kind of feels like a woodwind. It's really quite remarkable. And the acoustic guitar too gives it a different feel. Yeah, it's very wholesome. It's not the the last time we'll hear that pedal steel, Mm -hmm. but it's pretty great. And this is also, I think you do hear some backing vocals. And I know that there's a couple of tracks that are explicitly credited as like, oh, this is our kind of guest artist. But then there's a third backing vocalist. And so I think on all the other tracks that I think we can credit her, who's Katie Boot. Bouchon or Bouchon, an up, you know, an up and coming. I assumed it was Buchan because Buchan. she's Scottish. Okay, that's a good point. Scottish <laughs> is not the softest, like fr- it's not French, but yeah, this uh, she's a, a, a singer out of Scotland, and it just gives it a lovely warmth to this song. It's such a blast. And you know, this song that kind of deals with people speaking to you from beyond in dreams, and like in this song, Bill Callahan reads his palm, and the name of the record is Angel Numbers, which we looked up as like kind of a superstition where you see repeating digits, and that's the angels kind of speaking to you and telling you, you know, you're on the right track, or depending on what digit it is, it has other meetings. Um, So that's the next song that we'll play. It's the title track called Angel Numbers. Who's game for a game of heaven and hell? Jesus and the Jezebel Dying daffodils in graven images I've been known to backtrack I've been known to sleep talk Would you prefer to be hunted? Would you prefer to think of me as prey? What of the suicide? What of the childless brides? What of the undecided sons? The ties they bind, the times they tried, well, all the dusting gets done. Life is for dying, are you with your salt? Dad's tears falling in the single malt. Life is for dying. Two things really stand out about this song for me. One is that amazing guitar tone. Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. combination of pedals they have on it, but it sounds awesome. It just, it's yeah. so buzzy and clear at the same time. Again, remarkable production here. And I think the, uh, I, I am not familiar with this band, Idlewild, out of Scotland, but I guess they total veterans. They're apparently well known in Scotland. Yeah, and so Rod Jones from Idlewild has produced this as well as the previous record, and just fantastic work, fantastic mm-hmm. work. And then the other thing is, God, it's so dense. This song is barely over three minutes, and yet it's got this in- incredibly complex verse, pre-chorus, a different pre-chorus, and then a chorus, and then go through that again and then a third time and then that chorus goes go and go and once again just like i've been in some of the other tracks no lyrics repeated it's just so many words coming out of this guy and he makes it he makes it look easy yeah and i love the way that this song kind of ties together the themes for this album which again i won't try and like read meaning into his lyrics but i think a lot of it is this sense of searching and kind of looking for a sign like let me know that I'm being pointed in the right direction and like this is the thing that I'm supposed to be doing with my life 
and you know it's it's a very earnest but also like a little bit cynical like am i fooling myself but like no it seems like he feels like he's being pointed in the right direction and there's something about that that is captured in this song that conveys kind of the emotion of the album for me yeah it is a yeah fantastic and yeah his earnestness is very contagious at the same time i think there's still room for some cynicism and we for sure heard that on the uh foreshadowed song it's called money who buys a jacket from a gun maker yeah man i'm sure rhino ivory feels really nice i'm making inroads into liquor prize-winning haircuts and drum machines all nice these chinese plastics want to tell me something about real life i got the gist online who's are these ethics don't know whose side i'm on half the time how are you just desperate for money another kind of melancholic melancholic song but still has a great sing-along chorus and it's got that female backing backing vocal again who i guess must be katie bucken um but it's a really just beautiful lilting song that's a sad commentary on capitalism yeah well i you know i th- it almost is like a lullaby yeah it's kind of that sound of just like money oh yeah fall that's asleep, a good point dreaming yeah. of money mm-hmm. and uh yeah this is the critique of capitalism that i thought i was getting in bill and oh that was just a, a coming soon uh coming attraction so yeah it's fantastic and yet it is so much more than that because it really starts off just like okay you can get your identity from buying things and how just destructive that is and yet then it becomes entirely about kind of commodification of art and interpersonal relationships and how you know people just kind of get sorted into these categories by the machine of capitalism and it's there's so much going on and it's not beating over the head with it but it's it's all there there's and there's once again incredible depth so many different musical ideas so many lyrics jammed into just a little like what three and a half minutes yeah and what's characteristic of a lot of these songs is very dense lyric heavy verses and then these choruses that are very simple and often just a word repeated over and over again and it's a nice balance because it's a way that you you can't you don't get too lost in the song it always brings you back to these choruses yeah i think when we saw him live he was getting the audience to kind of like okay yeah. here, here are these simple melodies let's everyone learn how to do this so then when the choruses came it was kind of this sing-along and it was really fun it was a great experience yeah i can't say enough about what a great show he put on as a live performer and if he ever comes to san francisco we sh- i hope everyone comes to see him because it's he's he, he really brings that additional level to yeah, these songs he's got whatever that it is yeah uh, yeah it's really remarkable and the the fact that this record, uh, you know, this song being a little more cynical and yet there's still these elements of hope and like he, there's a certain amount of like he's kind of beating himself up like, like why can't I just be happy about my old friends coupling up and getting married? Like that's that's beautiful. Why can't I be happy for them? And all of the stuff about like, yeah, I want to make music and like, God, capitalism sucks. The music industry sucks. And yet I'm going to keep doing it. And it, that, that the album can have all of talk about all of the the challenges and all the darkness and yet still persevere, still find that meaning. And 
it, it manages not to be cynical, even though there are so many reasons to be cynical. Yeah, and I said in the intro that this was his fourth album. The first one was self-released, and then the second one was picked up by a label, as was the third one, Heavy Elevator. And Heavy Elevator was the one that got more critical attention and I think set him, teed him up to make this fourth album, which I think should make him, gain him a much wider audience. If it doesn't, I will be surprised. Well, yeah, I learned that there was a Scottish album of of the year award and he was nominated for it. So I learned about it and learned that he was nominated for it. So, (laughs) uh, and amazing. I mean, Scotland makes a lot of great music and this is yet more great Scottish music. And uh, that we get to this end of the record and yeah, that he's, we're, yeah, we finally get to hear a little more of that steel guitar take the starring turn in the penultimate track, which we'll be going out with. Yeah, it's called Rest in Veneers, and it's made it's a, a little bit autobiographical about a small tour he did of the Southwest to, or I think East Coast of Southwest U.S., ending up in L.A. with Samantha Crane, who's a American singer-songwriter, and she does the backing vocals on this song. So again, we'll go out with that. Rest in Veneers. We've been discussing Angel Numbers by Hamish Hawk. And you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. Crisis after crisis, we're undressing in tears. Therapists and dentists suggest rest in veneers. California sociopaths are turning our gears, so turn them off. How about we turn them on and turn them off again? I'm sick with a similar condition that I'm willing to help Try to influence your decision But I'm willing to listen to you No doubt Put it down to sugar You know I back and forth And you'd be my common law wife But for now it's just the two of us And I've never felt such freedom in my life Sat by your side in the member of the bff.fm podcast network learn more at podcast.bff.fm bff.fm best frequencies forever